For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore new Clubhouse features and where Clubhouse is headed with Lisa Jenkins. If you want to understand how to benefit from these Clubhouse changes that you're going to learn about in just a minute, then stick around. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm Michael Stelzner, and this is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. If you want to go deeper, check out the Social Media Marketing Society, where you'll get instant access to 140 in-depth marketing workshops, live monthly training, and support from a welcoming community of marketers just like us. Visit socialmediasociety.info to learn more. And now for this week's show, my co-host is Social Media Examiner's Editorial Director, Lisa Jenkins. Lisa oversees all content creation for our company. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Thanks, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here in all my low-tech glamour. Well, today, folks, uh, hopefully will be an interactive show. So I want you, if you have questions about Clubhouse, thoughts about Clubhouse, to put it in the comments and hopefully we can get to it. So, Lisa, what is our first piece of Clubhouse news? Uh, well, you know, looking back, one of the struggles, I think, with growing on Clubhouse is that it has been somewhat difficult to help people outside of Clubhouse find and follow you on the platform. And last Friday, Clubhouse tackled this shortcoming. And among some of the features rolled out in their latest update are shareable links for profiles and clubs, which means that you can share a link to your profile or club off-platform to easily connect people with you on Clubhouse. The other cool thing is that you can use a custom domain then to forward to your club link. For example, we secured smexaminer.club as a short link, and now that forwards to the Social Media Examiner Club on Clubhouse. What are your thoughts on this, Mike? First of all, I think this is a big deal. Prior to this, you had to basically tell people to go on Clubhouse, hit the search button, and then search for your name and then follow you. And it was even harder to basically get people into clubs. Now you can go to, for example, joinclubhouse.com slash at sign Stelzner. And that will show you what a personal profile looks like on the platform. And you can also go to joinclubhouse.com slash club slash SM examiner. Now there's a couple of things that are really important to know. On the personal profile, it only shows you maybe the first I don't know, 100 words at most. And then it shows dot, dot, dot. But it does show you how many people you have that are followers and how many you're following. So for example, I have 28,200 followers and I'm following 362. And if I click on it and I'm on a web browser, it'll prompt me to go ahead and open it up inside the app. Now with the club links, it's a little different. With the club links, it's basically very short amount of words, 250 characters as a matter of fact. And right now it only shows you the number of members, 
it doesn't show you the members plus followers. So for example, Social Media Examiner Club has almost 30,000 people that follow it. But when you look at it, it says there's only 131 members. And it's because we're not using our club right now as a member's experience as much as we are using it like a page that you can follow. What's really cool is there's a couple important things for club owners to know. You are limited to 250 characters in your profile now. So if you created a club prior to this and you had it loaded with keywords and all sorts of fascinating information and you try to edit it, they'll say, oh, you got to reduce the amount. You got to reduce the amount. You got to reduce the amount. So 250 characters is the limit now for bios on clubs, whether or not you're using the link or not. So that's an important change. That's really important for a lot of club owners to wrap their mind around. In addition, a couple of weeks ago, Clubhouse made it very easy for anyone to start a club. So you can, everyone who's on Clubhouse can start their own club, which is really cool. You're limited to 25 characters when you start your own club. And this is important. For example, you know, we created a club for one of our products, but unfortunately it's more than 25 characters. So we had to like shorten it up to kind of figure out how we're going to do it. You know, for the social media marketing society, that happens to be more than 25 characters. We had to call it the social marketing society. We had to take the word media out of it in order to kind of get that clubhouse name to work. That was not the case previously. So that unfortunately rolled out when they made it so that everybody can have clubs. A couple of important strategy things that we're doing. We at Social Media Examiner are linking to our clubs the same way we link to Facebook and Twitter. So if you go to socialmediaexaminer.com and you go to the very bottom, you'll see the little hand icon. And that now links to our club because we're treating this as just like it's Instagram or Facebook. And we're trying to grow that club following. And um, we're also linking to it within relevant articles on Social Media Examiner. And even some of the videos that we produce that are on Clubhouse, we are in the descriptions putting this in there as well. By the way, folks, if you have questions about any of this, be sure to put them in the comments. I'm going to try to address those. One other thing that a lot of people don't know about Clubhouse, which is a relatively new feature, is they included high fidelity audio settings. So when you are up on stage, if you click the three little dots in the upper right hand corner, you'll notice your audio defaults to low quality. If you put it to high quality, it's going to sound richer. It's going to sound kind of like what I sound like right now if you're listening to this podcast because I'm using high-end equipment. This is designed mostly for music and performances, but for those of us that are podcasters and are broadcasting from nice equipment, this is something that you have to do every time you go up on the stage. So folks, what I would love to hear is what is your experience with Clubhouse? Go ahead and, and put them in the comments below. And I'm just going to address a couple of these. Jack Miller is asking, is it still for iOS? Yes, Jack. But in a matter of very, very soon, they're going to be rolling out the Android side of things. And we'll talk a little bit more about why there's a big race going on uh, for sure. So where do we apply for a club is another question from Mart Marty. So uh, Marty, here's how it works. You open up your profile. You go into Clubhouse, you click on your profile, and you go to the very, very bottom. And on the bottom will be a list of clubs that you might or might not already belong to, but obviously the ones down there, you might belong to a lot of clubs. At the very end of that list is going to be a plus sign. And if you don't belong to any clubs, there'll be a plus sign, and you can spin up your own club right there on the spot. So, okay, with that, let's move on to the next item, Lisa. Okay. 
Clubhouse announced that it is now paying a select group of creators under its Creator First Accelerator program, which is a paid program to help people create regular shows on Clubhouse. So as part of this program, if you are accepted, Clubhouse will help you to fill equipment needs, which is huge because those are oftentimes expensive. Uh, but creators will also have access to support for concept development, guest procurement, show promotion, and a host of other benefits, including financial support, which will be in the form of a stipend or brand partnerships. And I believe that those could equal up to $5,000 per month. Minimum of 5000 yeah. Minimum? Okay. What did this type of partnership program signal to you, Mike? Well, first of all, it's pretty interesting, right? Because they're going to provide you equipment if you need it. They're going to give you access to in-house people at Clubhouse, even though there's not a lot of people there, but it's growing and we'll get to that a little bit later. They'll help you find guests. They'll probably even potentially help you find sponsorships. I think this is kind of an interesting strategy tip of the hat of where they're trying to go. I think Clubhouse knows that the only way to get people on Clubhouse is to provide incredible content on Clubhouse. I think that they're trying to get more towards like talk shows or entertainment shows, right? So if you think about daytime television back when you and I were, you know, a lot younger, this was something people did was they went on and they would watch Oprah, right? And they would watch all these talk shows, right? Or you think about late night television, right? Like uh, back in the day with David Letterman, right? So this is an audio platform where they're trying to empower creators to create incredibly cool creative things with the canvas that is known as Clubhouse. And I think the fact that they're actually going to go out of their way to to fund these people means that that's going to be something that's unique because you're not going to see this with the alternative platforms that are out there. Like, for example, what you were just talking about with Twitter Spaces, there's no way they're going to be doing this. They might, but they're not going to do it at the level of Clubhouse because they don't have the stakes that Clubhouse has. Like, this is their core thing, right? Just yesterday, I was in the Press Club, which is a club that I uh, follow. And they happen to have the CEO of Facebook, yes, Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Shopify, and the CEO of Spotify were all there together for an hour and 10-minute conversation. There were 8,000 people in the room, and there was about 7,000 people in an overflow room, okay? And it was I just happened to be on there at the same time doing a podcast on that platform. And I was wondering, like, what is it, what are all these people doing on there, you know? And then later I found out about it and I was like, whoa, and I read the transcript this morning. So clearly you can see that these companies were using it to get a message across to the masses. And Mark Zuckerberg was asked during this uh, experience that happened yesterday what he thought about this platform. And he said that he thought that this was a game changer. I mean, Zuckerberg could have gone live on Facebook. He could have done the exact same thing with these three people on Facebook. Instead, he chose to come on Clubhouse and do this, right? So what does this tell you? And they even asked him about like what kind of internal developments they've been doing at Facebook. And, and he said, yeah, well, we've been doing live audio for a while. Lisa, you probably remember years ago, they had a live audio experience. Do you remember that? Where it was, yeah. instead of video, it was just like a flashing like symbol on the screen, right? Yep. So they've been thinking about this for a while. But this is a unique phenomenon. So I do think that you're going to see the next Jimmy Kimmel and the next David Letterman and the next Oprah Winfrey potentially get born on this platform. And that's kind of exciting. What do you think, Lisa? I think I use Clubhouse differently than most people, which puts me with a different perspective on it because I am by nature a lurker. And so I spend a lot of time listening on there. And to know that Clubhouse is putting money behind a type of project that will 
enrich the content that is available on Clubhouse and to make it a better experience for not just the creator, but for the listener makes me want to spend more time there. Yeah. So Jack Miller is asking, is Clubhouse owned by another company like Twitch is owned by Amazon? No, Jack, they're not. They are a company that is a startup that is literally just turned one year old, like last week. And they've got $100 million in funding, putting them at a $1 billion valuation. They're funded by Andreessen Horison, I think, or Horison. I can't remember the, how do you say that? But they've got major funding from Bay Area backers, the same guys that invested in Uber and a lot of other big companies. They've got power, power brokers behind them. Facebook is not going to acquire them anytime soon because Facebook is actually working on their own variation of this. So I don't see this being an acquisition target of any particular company right now because I don't think it's in the best interest of them to sell right now because they're on such a trajectory. Yeah, Horowitz is how you say the last name. There you go. So yeah, fascinating stuff. So you mentioned Twitter Spaces a little bit earlier, Lisa. Talk to us about the news with Twitter Spaces. Well, they've promised to roll out the spaces to the general public, both on iOS and Android in April. And in anticipation of that, they have added support in spaces for titles and descriptions. There are scheduling options. There is support for co-hosts and moderators. And this is the thing that Clubhouse doesn't have right now is they are working on a record feature, which I think is, is a differentiator. What do you think, Mike? Well, first of all, here's what I've heard. And I've been inside of Twitter spaces. I don't have it myself, by the way. Anybody there um, would love early access to it, but the whole world's <laughs> going to get it here within the next 30 days, it sounds like. So it's coming. And I, I think this is good pressure because competitiveness has always created a lot of innovation. You know, back earlier, a few years ago, before Facebook was the behemoth that they were, Twitter and Facebook were constantly competing against each other. And a lot of innovation came as a result of that competition. What's happening right now with Twitter and the Twitter spaces thing is it's a land race. They all know Clubhouse started this phenomenon and Twitter wants to take the mantle. And that's forcing Clubhouse to rapidly accelerate, right? And it's forcing people to kind of like really look at this thing. It's led to a lot of press all over the world because it does signal like, hey, if Twitter is accelerating their growth of this thing, this must be a phenomenon. Perhaps this social audio thing that they call it is going to be a legit phenomenon. When I tried Twitter spaces a few weeks ago, honestly, I felt like it was a subpar experience. The audio quality was good, but the user experience was just, you know, wah, wah, wah. I mean, honestly, I didn't think it was amazing. People that have tried Twitter spaces that have not been on Clubhouse think it's amazing, <laughs> but they don't understand maybe the uniqueness of Clubhouse and the fact that there's all these little social dynamics that happen inside of Clubhouse. For example, in Clubhouse, you can have private rooms, you can have, you know, social rooms. You can't do that with Twitter. Everything is public. So there's just a lot of interesting things that are going on here. But in summary, I do believe this is like the race is on, right? And it's not just, by the way, Twitter that's working on this. There's Fireside, Mark Cuban's app. Facebook has their own app. There's even talks of other apps working, other major, major corporations working on apps that are like this. So I think we're going to see a lot of innovation related to all of these things. So that's my thoughts. What's next? Well, Clubhouse made some hires. Yes. Uh, they have made two notable additions to their team. First is their new global head of marketing, 
Maya Watson. And Maya was the director of editorial and publishing at Netflix. Previous to that, she held the role of VP of marketing and social media at OWN, which is the Oprah Winfrey Network. And just prior to that, she was the director of marketing and social media at Harpo Productions, also affiliated with Oprah. The second hire they made was Fadia Cater as head of media partnerships and creators. And Fadia comes directly from Instagram, where she was managing the music partnerships. Uh, Previous to that, she was the senior music partnership lead at Twitter. And before that, she was the senior director of brand partnerships and strategic marketing at Death Jam Recordings. So I think those are two notable additions. What do those signal to you and what do they tell you about where Clubhouse is looking with regard to music, Mike? Well, prior to this, and this is more than music, right? You've got somebody, uh, the global head of marketing is from the video side of things, right? So you've got Netflix and Harpo Productions, right? And then you've got the audio side of things with uh, Fadia. So prior to this, almost all the hires that they were hiring were community managers and, and engineers like to develop the Android app, right? So I think what's happening here is I think that they're probably getting an advice from uh, Andreessen Horowitz. And they're probably saying, look, we've got to accelerate relationships with celebrities in the video world and celebrities in the audio world. If you remember, it was Oprah Winfrey that kicked off this buzz in the beginning with Clubhouse because she was the first big celebrity to get on Clubhouse. She is no longer on Clubhouse. And then, of course, you've had a lot of musicians come on Clubhouse. And, uh, you know, you think about that television and music industry. These are two traditional industries, right, that have been radically interrupted radically changed. People don't go to the movies anymore, right? And people don't go to concerts anymore, right? So there's incredible opportunity for talent to come and potentially develop those relationships in an audio kind of form on Clubhouse. And I think this is going to put a lot of pressure on Twitter spaces, right? Because I think you're going to have celebrities that'll exclusively decide to do things with Clubhouse and not necessarily do the same things on Twitter spaces. Now, while it's true that they have bigger followings on Twitter, there's something exclusive and special about Clubhouse. And I think that is what its unique thing is, is that Clubhouse is a separate world. There's no distractions of tweets flying by. There's no private chat. It's just an audio experience. And I think that's why, you know, this is just going to be a feature for Twitter, but this is the entire ecosystem with Clubhouse. And I think that is the key differentiator. Here's what you think. I agree. Twitter is great when you're there, but there is a lot going on and it's like 10 fire hoses shooting at you at one time where when you are in Clubhouse, that can be a public or a private experience and there are no distractions. You are just actively listening and communicating with someone else. Yeah. And, you know, folks, if you're not on Clubhouse, you know, you're going to be able to get on there very, very soon. If you are on Clubhouse, I do want to mention that we do every Saturday morning, either at seven or nine o'clock in the morning, uh, we do a club hosted by me. And this coming Saturday, I'm going to be joined by my friend, Ann Hanley, and a, a number of other B2B specialists. And we're going to do something on B2B trends. The following week, I'm going to be joined by Michael Sanchez, and another individual. And we're going to be talking about Clubhouse strategy. And these are live, typically 90-minute experiences that are never recorded. And the only way you're going to be able to find out about them is to follow the Social Media Examiner Club on Clubhouse. And this is going to be a key part of our strategy moving forward, is that we're going to have these live experiences that are there and then they're gone. 
what's great about all these experiences is they are interactive. You get a chance to raise your hand. You get a chance to ask questions, participate live in the discussion. And it's been a lot of fun for us to do this. And we're super excited about where that is going. With that, I just want to close with a couple of quick comments. Uh, Don't forget to check out the Social Media Marketing Society at socialmediasociety.info. And by the way, that is where you can get ongoing training and support if you are a marketer. And by the way, in addition to catching us over on Clubhouse, if you want to add a podcast to your listening lineup, be sure to subscribe to my social media marketing podcast. You can find it anywhere you find podcasts. Until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.